Welcome everybody to the Legendarium Podcast Weekend Edition. I'm Craig, your host, and with me is, uh, well, the other Red Team guys, actually. It's kind of getting the band back together a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Bruckman. Say hello, Ryan. Hello, everyone. And Kyle Lemon. Hey. And uh, Mandy, Mandy Coleman, is joining us. Welcome, Mandy. Thank you. Live and in the flesh. So Mandy is here because of her very, very special qualifications for this episode, which we will get to in a little while. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get to some of that stuff, uh, again, this is a weekend episode. It's a little more relaxed. I'm foregoing all the traditional insults and stuff. Uh, So I'm just going to move right into housekeeping. Don't forget, you can support us at patreon.com slash legendarium if you appreciate what we do. And you can join the conversation at uh, thelegendarium.reddit.com which, to be honest, has kind of been dying down a little bit. I'd love to see some more activity there. I could do better. But it's because there's so much activity lately on Discord. Mm -hmm. And so if you have not joined us yet on Discord, I encourage you to do so. We have a link to that permanently pinned on Reddit. So you can go there and uh, get hooked up on the Discord server. Uh, Lots of fun conversation going on there. And the last thing that I will mention, actually back on Patreon, I just started a new Patreon benefit Uh, which is the blue team, as people may know, have started reading The Expanse. So they've talked about the first Expanse book. And so in conjunction with that, I am going to be live streaming a kind of group watch through of the show alongside that. And so two episodes a week, every Thursday night, 10 o'clock Eastern time, we're going to be live streaming. Uh, We won't actually watch the episodes together, probably some clips from them, but we're going to be discussing two episodes a week as a group on those live streams. So I hope... If you want to do that, it is a patron-only event, but all you have to do is sign up for the lowest tier. So a buck an episode is all you have to do, and you can get access to those live streams. So anyway. I know I'm going to. I I thought you might. (laughs) I thought you might. Uh, Okay. Today's topic, Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Maybe the one thing that Disney has done right since they bought Star Wars. He he came in. He came in and just threw a hard right cross right at (laughs) me. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Well, Blood okay, is spoiling no. out there right now. What, well, this is coming from the man who the last time he went to Disneyland came back to me and he said, you know, the Haunted Mansion, that ride has not aged well. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I stand by that. That That's a thorough and trusted review right there. I think you're a terrible human being that has no soul. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Galaxy's Edge, which if you're not familiar, is the attraction at Disneyland. I think they have a similar thing at Disney World as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it called Galaxy's Edge or did they call it something else? Yes, it's it's both Galaxy's both Edge. Galaxy's the other, edge. Yeah, okay. the other edge the of the galaxy. Okay, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eastern edge of yes, the galaxy. Both edges. Uh, okay, so that's good to know. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the California version of it today because... Kyle just came back from it. Yes, sir. So he's done the full experience, including the new... The new Rise of the Resistance Rise. Ride. Yeah, that's right. Ryan, you've been there multiple times mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, and Mandy, not only have you been to the new Star Wars land, but you are a former cast Disneyland member. cast member. Correct. And so you know everything there is to know about Disneyland, including the new the new stuff, right? Yeah. So, yep. Uh, anyway, tell me, how many times have you been to Galaxy's Edge? I've been there twice. Okay. You've been there twice. Ryan, how many? Three times. And Kyle, just once for you, right? To Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you you beat us all because you, you got to go yes. on Rise of the Resistance. I did. I so, timed it perfectly. Here's the thing. Um, I'm I'm not a big Disneyland guy. I, I That's not to say I have anything against it. I just didn't grow up going all the time. And 
Uh, you know, it's not a big part of my life. When I think about, uh, you know, oh, I've got a, an extra day off. What am I going to do? I don't think of Disneyland. But I want you guys to sell me on this. Okay, I want you to convince me that this is the greatest thing since uh, sliced tauntauns. Do you like Star Wars? Yeah. Get your ass to Disneyland. Go <laughs> <Okay>. there. <laughs> but here's the thing. Because yeah. we were talking about this before we started, and you guys said that this is all uh, First Order era Star Wars. There's, mm -hmm. except for a few merchandising things, there's no reference to the Star Wars that I know and love. That's Yeah, yeah. They're trying to maintain the theming. I have heard recently that they're thinking about actually expanding it perhaps to Mandalorian. Ooh, uh, that'd be good. Like actually expanding Galaxy's Edge. I think just they want to find a way to get baby Yodas out there. Oh, sure. Probably mm. what it is. But yeah, they're trying to stay true to the timing right now. So Ray's there, Chewie's there, but you won't see Han Solo walking around, Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how does it, for all of you guys who have been to Disneyland all the time, uh, and I'm sure this applies to a lot of our listeners as well, but maybe it's been a little while since they've gone. How does it stack up to the rest of the park? Is it as good, better, you know, compared to the experience you get at the rest of the park? Do you that, just want to go straight to Galaxy's Edge? Or is it like, yeah, it's fun for a little while? It's a, That is a very, very loaded question yes, because yes. there are a lot of Disney fans out there. I will say that when you go into Batu is what it's called, um, it's supposed to be like a, a base station mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, when you go in there, the transition, they kind of have you go through this tunnel. It has an original score by John Williams as you're walking through it. To I help did hear flavor. he wrote that. Yeah. Um, it just won a, an award. Nice. Like a major award. The the Parkies? No. I just remember seeing that it <laughs> it's won. A, it's a major award. I need to find that clip. <laughs> What 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 award did it win? Well, I'd have to look it up. I can't to remember effort what it is. that, yeah, effort that. While we talk about other stuff, I want to know what award it was. So, what do you, what award do you win for a theme park music? You're, if you're John experience? Williams, you win an award you just win for being amazing for taking a dump. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. that was yes. that was delightful, and I enjoyed listening to it. Here's your award: a Grammy. Oh, he did win a Grammy. <laughs> what was the Grammy? Uh, Galaxy Galaxy's Edge wins a Grammy award for original theme. Really? Yeah. For a theme park ride or experience, attraction, whatever. Experience. Go with experience. That's probably the best way to describe it. Attraction doesn't seem quite Yeah, attraction right. is is either a show or a ride. That's an actual term that Disney uses, okay. but this is a land. A, a land. Ooh, this is a it's land. a whole land. Yeah. It's a whole land. So, all right, Kyle, explain it to me. What is it like to walk in? And Because you, you have waxed poetic about this, and I want to yes. know. I want you to do that again. Okay. So... You're walking through. There are three different entrances to to the land, to the Galaxy's land. Edge, depending on where you're coming from. But let's just take Frontierland for example. You're walking out of Frontierland, and there's a very clear transition. Like Mandy was saying, you go through a tunnel, and you start out, and it's basically this uh, like mining type tunnel where you've got the timber and all that stuff, and even like the lanterns are hanging. You're in Frontierland, and halfway through the tunnel, the walls start to shift and shape, and the lighting starts to change and you start to hear this score and it's a Grammy coming, award, winning. A Grammy award winning score and this music. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like an ambient type and world of, sounds. World yeah. Sounds, and world yeah. sounds. So you've got like actual ambient noises, like creatures in the jungle kind of things going on. But these are, uh, so again, these are none of the creatures that I would recognize. There's no Wampa. There's no, not necessarily, but it just, like, it feels 
alive. You'll no salacious be crumb. There is, yes. They oh, sell okay. Kowakian monkey lizards there. Again, I'm not talking about merchandising. And I'm sorry, they have a species name? What was it? Kowaki, the Kowakian monkey lizard. <sighs> I quit. I'm off the show. <laughs> you can buy You can buy them. But the thing is, you can buy them as merchandise, but they're also a part of the displays like the, the merchandise it's not just like walking into a store and hey here's a, a rack of these they've built a whole marketplace that looks like a off-world marketplace oh, so you'll okay. find them in cages you'll find like they're part of the decoration so yes mm -hmm. there isn't uh, overt calls to the original trilogy but there are pieces there you're okay. not going to walk in here and be like and, oh yeah this is all new stuff and just think about it droids stay around so there's an r2d2 that's walking around rolling in Batu, rolling around <laughs> in Batu, okay. and so you can mm -hmm. there are droids for um even the soda machines there are droids that are there <laughs> so yeah, there's a tie fighter full-size tie fighter that you can see at so swings i now i'm just trying to picture uh disneyland place it's all star wars out and even the soda machines are droids. And so now it's uh, Welcome to Batu, brought to you by Fanta Orange. You don't see any of that because it's all written in Arabesh. But they, so they don't have the Fanta logo or something? Nope. And no. what's in Arabesh? Fact, all of their. Arabesh is the alphabet. Oh, the Star okay. Wars universe. That's not a language, it's the alphabet. It's the alphabet. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. you, you step kept, up, man. Step you up. You kept reading the books long after I stopped, I think. <laughs> this is impressive. I know, it really is. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, okay, all right. Sorry, Kyle. So you, you've seen, you've you seen creatures through, of all you sorts. You come through the transition, and I guess the first thing you probably notice is the sounds. And again, you see, like, it's a it feels pretty subtle. It's not just like, here's a stark line, and it's from Frontierland to, mm -hmm. to Star Wars land. It's a, tra a full-on transition. And then you start to notice, and it starts to feel like... Even my six-year-old was like, dad, starting to sound like Star Wars. <laughs> and so like, it's a very slow, but real transition. And as soon as you turn the corner, you are not in Disneyland anymore. You yeah. are on an alien planet called Batu, called apparently. Batu, and you have a full-scale, life-size Millennium Falcon in front of you. Which no matter how many pictures you have seen, you do not understand its scale and scope until you are standing right there. It's a bit, the, the way you guys said that, because I've heard you say this a few times now, uh, it's a bit like what I tell people about the Eiffel Tower. I've never been to, you know, mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge, but I've been to France. People might not know this because I only <laughs> mentioned it every third episode. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Eiffel Tower, you see pictures of it and you're like, oh, that's pretty big until you stand under it and you're like, holy jeez. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right. So that gives me, uh, that gives me a sense of it. You know, it's probably a little less phallic. But well, not to say not phallic at all, because we haven't even gotten to the lightsaber it's experience yet. Phallic. It's phallic. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, though. Sorry, that deserved more of a laugh, but... You can put it in post. Okay. Laugh you, track. You, if you don't know... So they, you already mentioned you have the three entrances, but each entrance has its own semi-story to it or faction that you're stepping into. Oh, so you have to choose the right one if you want to have a if you want a specific a specific experience. So it all culminates in this plaza where the Falcon is basically mm -hmm. right out in front of Hondo's uh, his smuggling his shipping. Company. Wait, who's he's Hondo? Got. Hondo is a character from the Clone Wars series. He own, he's a smuggler who owns a shipping company. Okay, uh, when you guys said that before we started rolling the mics, I thought you were talking about Holdo. Oh no no no! Okay, not so Holdo. Hondo. Hondo. Hondo Hondo Onaka, voiced by Jim Cummings. How dare I? What, are you freaking kidding me right now? He. This is what it feels like to be on a Hobbit episode with you. I guess. So. Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Professor Ryan's classroom now. <laughs> Please give this man some elbow patches. 
go. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, where were we anyway? I don't know. You uh, keep interrupting everybody. Well, because I'm trying to figure out why you guys are so into this. Uh, and I mean, because I guess I will because I'll go point, to it to at Ryan's some point. point it is an experience. Once it's you've experienced immersive. it, it is it is full on immersive. Like again, it's not that you're at Disneyland at some park. It feels 100% like you are on a different planet. Okay. All right. So now I want to go to Mandy because with that in mind, Mandy, you spent a considerable portion of your life running the uh the jungle cruise yes. right you're a jungle cruise guide or what is jungle that jungle cruise skipper skipper you're a skipper at the jungle cruise how long two years three years three years that's my dream job at disneyland yeah. pre pre galaxy's edge is my pre yeah. my <laughs> dream job uh okay so help me out here because you know disneyland you love disneyland you still go frequently um so how when you say this is an experience, it's immersive. How is it different from what I'm used to at Disneyland? What What's the, what, why do you say, because you guys all, your eyes just lit up when you're like, it's immersive. What does that mean compared to walking into like Adventureland or, or whatever, Tomorrowland? It's just, I think it's just the new scale and the new um, way of doing things. Back in the day, they had a land and... There were some things, you know, some trees, and it, it just isn't the same scale. When you walk into Star Wars land, you see rocks everywhere. You, again, you see a full-size Millennium Falcon. I mm -hmm. think just the scale of it, you can't explain it. And I think it's almost the transition into Star Wars land is not as abrupt to me as the transition back out into Disneyland. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you feel that and you're like, oh, that's right, I'm in a theme park. Like you kind of forget because even just the grittiness in Batu, like there's mm -hmm. uh, rust everywhere that they painted. They painted that rust. There's, sure. you know, bullet holes or what, laser blaster, blaster, blaster holes marks, everywhere. There's ambient sounds. Blaster of holes, by the way, that was my uh, prison nickname. <laughs> 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 and grinding halt. Let's uh, let's sit on that for a minute. <laughs> that's what she think said. About. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, if you if you dare. There's there's sounds of engines kind of revving up. There's how robot many times did you look everywhere. up? Oh, several. I mean, you have Tie Fighter over, like flying over, so they've got surround sound actually embedded into the land okay and they will do it like if you're watching a movie and you see like a jet fly over and it goes from left to center to right and that's how your that's how your surround sound works they have that on a full land scale that you have a tie fighter that flies overhead with what, sound what, what do you mean a tie fighter that flies so you overhead? get you get the sound on of a video tie fighter. no, no. Uh, audio but, so you but, get the sound of a tie fighter as if it were flying overhead and you instinctively look up to see as if when we have F-35s, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have F-35s that fly over us all the time. Right, here in Utah. And you're like, oh, that's a jet. Cool. Right. That's exactly the same feeling. You so you, you look up, you don't see anything. They just no, have this sound. The audio going is there. Oh, okay, I guess. Although I did what hear. Makes, oh, go ahead. Just on opening day, I guess they had drones that looked like TIE fighters oh, nice. that flew across. That's but I guess cool. they only did that for opening day. So. Just wait till uh, the event, the Marvel campus opens. They've been, you can look on their Imagineering sites. They've developed a... Uh, I don't want to call it a droid, but that's the closest thing I can. Uh, that's basically going to be Spider-Man that they can launch from rooftop to rooftop in there. Oh my gosh. So it, this now I want to get to kind of 
the legendary portion of this, right? For the last 15 minutes, we just kind of geeked out about the, the land, the experience. But tell me, Ryan, how this immersiveness, what, what sort of storytelling capabilities this opens up? Is it a different thing than you were expecting, than you could experience elsewhere? Does is it? Do you get to actually follow a story, or is it more just like, oh, there's some blue milk over there. Let's go drink that. There, so that kind of mentality there that, oh, there's there's going to be little things that I recognize, that blue milk thing, that is what most of us are expecting going in. Like, oh, yeah. cool. And it's not that at all. There is a story in the land. There's nothing in the land that specifically tells you what that story is. Uh, unless you start immersing and following characters and pieces like that. So you don't have to do that to enjoy it. So this is like lore in a video game or something. Yeah, you you don't have to know it to enjoy your th uh, your time in the park, in, in that portion of the park. But if you know it, it gives you things to look for and to be aware of. Uh, there's a book series out of Galaxy's Edge, basically. And it introduces the character of the... Uh, there's a uh, resistance spy who has been sent out there after the decimation of the rebellion, or of the resistance... Uh, to help recruit people to the resistance. And so that's her job throughout the park is to kind of get you to come to the resistance side of the park and come meet Ray, come meet Chewbacca, be a part of that and avoid interactions with the First Order. Well, the part of the problem is that the First Order has just moved in, like they literally just moved into this park, into this space here. And so now we've got a con these two conflicting sides fighting over this backwater landing pad trying to recruit people and bring stuff in. So yeah, there's absolutely a, a piece of, of storytelling there that you can be a part of. And you can go read. You can go in there and read these, you know, these characters. Yeah, you want to talk about uh, Doc Ondar, you know, one of the shop owners. Like, the, it's a character that has storylines and things like that written out already. Again, don't you, worry you've about gotta it. You've got to go, you got to go hunting for it if you want it. If you mm -hmm. want it, yeah. The, just, you know, you can go over to Barnes & Noble, hop on Amazon. They're all there. It's not hard to find, but those stories are out there. Have you read them all? Not yet. Have you read some? One. One. Out of? I don't know. I think there's three right now. Okay. It's really cool, though. Yeah. I, it's It has layers. It's like an onion or an ogre. <laughs> no? Nobody? Come I, on! I got you. I was going to give you the parfait reference, but Jeez. I didn't want to. Didn't want your satisfaction. Sorry. I okay. think Tell I'm, me more was, about the layers, Mandy. Well, I was going to say Tribble, but I figured people would not <laughs> like the Star Wars versus Star Trek reference. It's like our goal through this podcast is just to not laugh at anything Craig says now. Yes, yes. I, I have nothing to offer but my quips, okay? It's fun to watch you struggle. <laughs> Smeagol, don't struggle. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Layers. Well, there's also a... Uh, an, you can pull up the Disney Play app, and when you pull it up in Star Wars Land or in Batuu, it, has, it looks on, like a full-on data pad, and people that get really nerdy, uh, and I say that in the most... Uh, nerdy way possible endearing way possible <laughs> uh they will actually trick out their phone cases to look like full star wars data pads so that was that's a whole thing that you can go do uh but you have uh you can scan codes all around the land you can um what does it get shipments play different games communicate uh so there's just however deep you want to go into the land you can go or you can walk in go on a cool ride drink some blue milk and see Chewbacca walking around and go, oh, I, I know who that is. So okay. depending on how light you are with Star Wars or how deep you are, like there's something for everybody. And mm -hmm. So for people like me who've been to Disneyland a few times, but maybe don't, you know, they're not quite as immersed as you people in all of this nonsense. Uh, okay. 
Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise, or whatever, you know, pick a ride, Indiana Jones, whatever the case may be. Um, but let's go with Jungle Cruise because you know it. How long am I going to, you know, typically wait in line, go through the ride, and experience this thing of the Jungle Cruise? Of Jungle Cruise? Yeah. Uh, on average, the wait for Jungle Cruise de- can range from five minutes early in the morning to maybe 45 minutes an hour, like midsummer. Okay. So. so 45 minutes to an hour, maybe at the longest, and then you ride the thing and it's fun, and then you get off and you go to the next thing, yeah. right? Uh, and the ride itself is five minutes, 10 minutes? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. <laughs> could, you, could you do the 8. whole thing minutes. right now? I pro- Yes. Okay, awesome. <laughs> That's good to know. I'm not asking you to. Uh, <laughs> with Galaxy's Edge, is this... Obviously, this is going to suck up more of your day than a Jungle Cruise. But what I'm curious about is, you know, compared to, let's say, a half hour on the Jungle Cruise... Are we looking at like two or three hours to experience this whole thing if you want all these story bits? Or is it like you're going to be there all freaking day? You bought this whole Disneyland ticket to go here. I think it depends to like what Mandy said. It depends on what level you want to experience it because you could very easily spend an entire day from open to close in Galaxy's Edge experiencing the whole thing. Yeah. Or you could walk in, ride Smuggler's Run, drink some blue milk, peace out yeah i mean so there is enough to do and to ryan's point there's storylines there's enough to look at you could go build a droid you can go build a lightsaber you can ride rise of the resistance you can ride smugglers run you can eat dinner breakfast everything you can make yeah you can go to the cantina you can get out your disney play app and be immersed in all of the side quests that there are so there is plenty to do that you depending on how how immersive you want to be yeah. You could spend a whole day, if not multiple days. But it's going to require through. effort on your part. Yeah. Right. If, if you want to be there all day. I think the the first time I walked into Galaxy's Edge, um, after I stopped crying. Um, <laughs> yes. No, oh, dear God. My my wife literally, <laughs> she stopped walking with me, went back, filmed me going in there. I And I the Falcon comes around the corner. We went through the first order entrance. Falcon comes around the corner. I turn around and just tears <laughs> in my eyes. I, but... We went through and we did. It's like me getting to spend a night in a hobbit hole or something like yeah. that. Okay. It. I went in there. We went in there and we spent a little while. We rode Smuggler's Run. We did a couple of things. And we were only in there for an hour or two. And we're like, okay, we've done We've, we've done, done everything. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who are like, just check it off the list. Yeah. It's only going to take part of your day because you're going to go in and you're going to be like, yeah, I rode Smuggler's Run. I got my uh, boarding pass to get on Rise of the Resistance. I ordered some things. And I'm going to go back to doing what I want to do. But if you put in the effort, especially with the play app, most of the time the play app in the park is kind of a fun thing, but you don't really, I, I don't pay a ton of attention to it in the park itself. But in Batu is the one place where you pull that out okay. and you use it. Um, I was telling Kyle about this. Uh, my son and I, we found out while we were there that if you stand by Docking Bay... Uh, 94. 77. Oh. Docking Bay 7. 7. 7. And just Docking Bay 7. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, because there is something that says 77 there, and it's a nod to the original, the open, the year, the year. that the uh, a new Pope okay. Opened. Anyway, there's a giant ship on top of a building. It's one of the restaurants. It's like one of the only... It's the only restaurant there that's full food. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Reservations um, and all that? No, no, no. no. It's, it's counter service, okay. but They call it buffeteria. Ah, Okay. Disney nerd term. Yeah. All right. Oh man, I love having a Disneyland nerd on here. <laughs> if you great. stand by that, uh, it's right in the same plaza as the Falcon. You stand there, you open up the, the data pad app, you go into the hack section, 
you can hack the Millennium Falcon. Now, throughout the whole park, there are door panels and things that you can hack, and you'll change them to a red color for if you're First Order or blue if you're part of the Resistance, whatever. And you're helping. And at the end of the day, it'll, they'll tell you, like, yeah, the Resistance took over more places today. And gotcha. things like that. So you're helping your cause there. But you can hack the Millennium Falcon, and you can make the lights will flash on it, and then it will shoot uh, jets of steam out of the bottom, like it's, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Know, and so most of the people in the park, they, you know, they're, you're watching, they go, oh, cool, it's a thing. And then Kyle, Kyle was like, oh, I just thought that was part of, you know, on a timer yeah, or whatever. I just figured it was probably like, oh, every 15 minutes they shoot steam out just for people walking by. Cool. Yeah, but no, it's, you do that in the app. And so my son and I, when we discovered that, it became a thing that we did all the time. Anytime we'd be by the Falcon, he wants to, he'd want to go ride Smuggler's Run and say, okay, now I want to go hack the Falcon. So we'd walk up and we'd hack it and shoot it off. And people like, oh, that's so cool. And we're like, yeah, that's us. You know? so <laughs> that's really cool. That's how interactive they've put it. Like you can actually make the Falcon do something. So, and it's actually a pretty genius move because when you're standing in line for Smuggler's Run and it's 60 minute wait or whatever, within the line, within the queue, you're interacting with the land. And so you're not noticing that you're standing in line for 45 minutes or whatever because you're on to the next mission right. and within the line you have to go in and like it has little geo spots where it's like once you get to the x on your data pad and you tilt your phone you'll receive a new transmission and get further instructions and so you're scanning crates and doing all that kind of stuff while you're in line so that instead of going there and feeling like oh i gotta wait in line for 45 minutes before the experience begins it begins the moment you walk through that tunnel and you're just the whole time you're in there, you're interacting. Right. And right. lest you be concerned that you're just going to stand in a line with people on their phones the whole time, it's actually designed so that you build parties and groups and you all play the same thing on the phone together. Like you can do things. So together. it is everybody on the phone, but at least you're doing you're it doing as it a group. As a group. Yeah. They've designed it so that you're all working together. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Mandy, I had a question for you. I forgot what it was, but I'm going to remember it. Well, while you're thinking of it, I, I, oh, was just, I, I, I was thinking about my experience of, we, you know, we popped in, we walked around. I definitely cried when I first went through the doors. <laughs> Did you really? Like tears in your eyes? Yes, like falling absolutely. Down when I heard the music and we were just walking slowly and it was a nighttime. We actually got there after work. It was nighttime. The lights were on. The music was going and it was just, yeah, it was the best moment. And then when we saw the Millennium Falcon, it happened all over again. When I did the lightsaber experience, I definitely teared up. You look like you're one. about to cry right now. I, it's, it's, I'm reliving it right now, and it's the best, and that's <laughs> why you should go. So I was actually just about to ask you, what is, it, keeping in mind that Kyle's the only one who has actually ridden the, ridden, experienced the Rise of the Resistance thing, um, what is the best attraction in Galaxy's Edge, in your opinion? I mean, I haven't gone on rise of the resistance but that by far has to be it okay better than building your own lightsaber better than yes a, a droid I mean, or the cantina I've only seen, or whatever i've only seen videos of it and you know some people might for me like rise of the resistance is the thing that i am giddy excited for and you and i and kyle at least we're we're doing it we're in going march right yes this is happening this just, is just give me the days just give me the days i'll figure it out we'll <laughs> march 12. i would not be we'll sad be if you showed up at the park that come day. hang yeah and that goes <laughs> it's been known to happen. what is it what date march 12th march 12th march 12th so if anybody listening is in socal and wants to do a little impromptu legendary meetup at uh, galaxy's edge this is not a thing i would frown upon uh, okay, so uh, sorry, Rise of the Resistance, even though you haven't done it, you're pegging this as the best thing in the park. 
Kyle, you've done it. How is it? It's the best thing in the park. Okay. All right. <laughs> Duly noted. Let's move on. Just kidding. Do you tell, want, I mean, tell me about it. I can walk you through it, but it's spoilery um, for those that want to not experience or not have it spoiled. And there's videos out there and all that. So some oh, people are, you know how I am about spoilers. I don't really give, I don't oh, care. Oh, what? You don't I give, give a, a shit. I'm trying to. <laughs> Trying to make it so you don't have to edit, and now you just made me do it. Okay, well, uh, I, I was hoping you'd pick something else. Um, spoil away. You've got two minutes. Okay. So, first, to get on it, there's actually no queue. There's no line. You have to get into the park. You have to scan your Disney ticket. You have to be physically in Disneyland, and then you have to get on the Disneyland app to join a boarding group. And it's basically a lottery. It's a lottery-based system. You either get in a boarding group or you don't. Um, and if you don't get in a boarding group, you don't go on the ride. So that's where it starts. Um, so part of the experience is even just, am I going to get on this thing or not? So you get on, let's say you get on the boarding group. They take anywhere between one to 80. They usually guarantee, but they'll take, we got on one at 109 boarding group, 109, and they were still doing it. Oh, oh 80 boarding groups, boarding groups. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So basically once you've joined a boarding group, you'll get a notification when it's time to go get in line for the ride. So you can go experience the rest of the park and enjoy your day. Uh, but depending on what boarding group you get in, that'll dictate when you get a ride. So you get called, you say your boarding group is now joining and you go through the line. And like I said, through the line, you're waiting and there's all kinds of things you can interact with and whatever. Oh, wait, I have to pause you for a yeah. second because, and this is me just watching you too. And I, you showed me the video of you mm -hmm. guys, but there is something to... Everyone, when the park opens, is on their phone trying to get on that boarding group, yep. and you hear this excitement oh explode this around the park. Roar of whether they're excited because they got one or they're disappointed because they didn't, um, and it's it, that is an experience of itself. So, is, but so if you don't get it, be honest. If I go to Disneyland on March twelfth and I show up and I get through the, the gates, it's nine a.m. or whatever, eight a.m., nine a.m. Uh, I get through the gates and I push that button, get me in a boarding group, and it says, no, you didn't make it. Will that ruin my whole day? Um, No, because there's enough to do in Galaxy's Edge otherwise. But, but, but I should be disappointed. But it's the best thing in the park. So it <laughs> okay. would be, you'd be, you'll definitely be missing out if we don't get you on. Is it the best thing in Disneyland? Yes. Okay. Wow. That was fast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I haven't that's been on what, it and I can. That's what everyone says. Say that. Yeah. yeah. It's, right. it's. Yeah. I mean, Would you like me to list the awards that it has won? Uh, no. <laughs> did it win a Grammy? So, <laughs> did it win a Grammy? If not, it's Probably. not good enough. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so you go through the queue, you go through the line, you're interacting with things, and then basically you go into a little docking bay and BB-8 starts talking to you. And then Ray shows up in an actual real hologram. Like, I kid you not, there's nothing else it could be but an actual hologram. I wouldn't have looked at it super close. There's not like a screen that it's projecting on. It looks like a real hologram. Ray gives you some instructions and they take you through these big blast doors. Sorry, we're well, well beyond the two minutes. So it's okay. If anybody we just is, barely started the experience. I know. It's okay. okay. So it's a 25 yeah, minute it's, experience. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, the entire experience. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up. You've got two more minutes. All Are right. you though? Ready, set, go. Are you though? <laughs> <laughs> so you go through these blast doors and then you're out. you're outside again, but you're in a, a walled off area that you can't get to from the park. And there's this giant black X-Wing and BB-8's there and Poe Dameron is about to board. And they put you on this transporter ship. You get on this transporter ship and it's a flight simulator. And they're taking you off of Batuu 
up into space because you're about to go. I can't remember exactly where you're going. They're taking you somewhere. And you get caught in a Star Destroyer tractor beam amid your flight simulator. And they pull you in and it's this whole experience of everything shaking and you're getting blasted at and all this kind of stuff. And they pull you in and they then you're on a Star Destroyer and they take you prisoner. Like you actually get taken prisoner and walk off of the flight simulator cargo ship and you get boarded onto a Star Destroyer. And there is a life-size full group of fully dressed 30 Stormtrooper squadron sitting right there as you're walking onto the deck of this Star Destroyer. And how big is that, uh, quote, window Huge. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I, if I had to guess like 50 feet high and like corner to corner, probably like a hundred foot window. I mean, it's, it's massive. And so you go through and they escort you through and they put you in this like prison cell, this dungeon cell. And they say, you know, stay here. Aren't you a little short for a resistance fighter? Basically. Okay. Um, and then you've got Kylo Ren and uh, what's his name? Hux. Hux. General Hux. Yeah. They're kind of going back and forth about whatever's going on. And then they walk away. And you're standing in this cell on the Star Destroyer with your group. And you're just kind of looking around like, okay, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, the wall next to you starts to glow and melt away. And it really, ha- like, it really just goes away. And the resistance comes in. These, you know cast members come in there we're part of the resistance we're going to break you out so the full experience you get taken prisoner then you get you get broken out of prison they put you in this cargo uh this little cargo hold ride but the ride is a trackless ride so there's no you don't know where you're going you don't Hmm. know where you're going they just put you in this little ship and you're they're like okay let's go and it's go time from there because basically after that you've got Stormtroopers that are chasing you down and trying to blast you. You've got Kylo Ren that is chasing you down with his lightsaber. You go through and you there's a whole section where you're coming through and there's these giant cannons that are shooting in front of you. And there's three or four of them and they're life size. Everything's two scale life size. You didn't mention the eight. Like, that's what I want to know. Well, that's, the that's, after, that's the after the cannons part. So you go through these cannons. Dear Lord, how far into this ride are you? Are we halfway? We're about yet? halfway through. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So you go, there's these cannons that are shooting in front of you, and then you actually go underneath two full-scale, life-size AT-ATs, and you're underneath them, and you're looking up at this basically like 100-foot AT-AT. Now, okay, you say life-size. I am going to interrupt you here because mm-hmm. you've talked about like a life-size Falcon and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. A, from the pictures, it looks like they built half the Falcon, right? And then the rest no. is kind of in the rock or no. something. It's the, the whole thing is there. The, yeah. So is AT-ATs whole similar? Thing. Whole thing. You, like you could conceivably climb over them and mm-hmm. on top of them and all that. Yep. And so you go underneath its legs. Okay. And then it pulls you up and you kind of do this little elevator lift. And then you're face to face with the AT-AT and two stormtroopers inside the AT-AT. So and the, yeah, and the guns come down and then they start shooting at you while you're on the ride and you're escaping. So you've got full on AT-AT blasters coming at you and you're, you escape through there. And then again, Kylo Ren shows back up and he's chasing you down and he, at a certain point you're coming through and like he shoves his lightsaber through the roof of your elevator lift and it cuts through right, right there in front of you. Like it feels 100% real. And then 
you come around the corner. Now, keep in mind, Kyle is not the most credulous person I've ever met. You're 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 toward my end of the sarcasm yeah. spectrum or the, right. the the cynicism. And spectrum. I am like super stoked about this. Okay, all right. Um, I think that alone should sell you. It right. should. And there's so Kyle Ren keeps chasing you, and then black. There's a like the hole gets blasted in the wall, and there's all this vacuum like fan suction as if you're getting sucked out into space. And he uses the force to shield the, shield himself and not get sucked out. And then you come off and you get locked into an escape pod. So your cart that you've been in this whole time, again, it's a trackless ride. So you don't know where you're going. And as, as it goes through, you go through this door. So you get locked into an escape pod. And then it actually, like, and that's a flight simulator itself. So you're looking at the screen and it looks like, okay, I'm in this escape pod. I can see out into space. I can see the planet below. And then it drops you, the same kind of drop that you would have in like, like the, the Guardians of the Galaxy or, or Tower of Terror ride. It just drops you like out of the bottom, and then you start in another flight simulator to f go back down to Batu, and you go through this whole ride where you've got Tie Fighters that are shooting at you, and you're going through all these things, and you crash land back on the planet, and it's all shaking you everywhere and whatever. So you crash land back on the planet, you get up off. And you walk out and it's your cargo uh, ship again that's down there that made it back to the planet. And then you walk out and you're, right. and you're done. Very nice. So it's uh, like three rides in one. I yeah. yeah. Uh, what I want to know, because that was about eight minutes after I gave you the second uh, two minute <laughs> mm -hmm. thing. I, what I want to know is, were people riveted by this? Oh, or yeah. was, that the mo no, was that the most boring eight minutes of audio that we've ever aired? Oh, the, they were riveted. The they were riveted. They were probably bored, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, they were riveted on the ride, and there were, I mean, multiple audible gasps. And yeah. I mean, it's a it's an amusement park, so you're like, oh, people are screaming, but like genuine surprise and awe in on certain parts of it. Like, holy cow! So let's let me bring this back to something. I was being a little bit flippant earlier about you know uh, it's not the Star Wars I grew up with and loved and all that stuff, but as I as I was trying to probe Ryan about the idea of storytelling, you know, does this what kind of avenues does this open up? It kind of sounds to me like, okay, as far as a story that's going to inspire you, kind of you know, hero's journey, like like Luke Skywalker, or whatever, it, it's not going to have that. But it might be worthwhile for somebody like me who just loves stories. It might be worthwhile just to be immersed in the Star Wars universe so that when I go and read these other books or watch the movies or whatever, I feel a little bit more like that's a, a part of me, right? Mm -hmm. Or that I'm a part of it. And so it could provide value in that way where, you know, I've kind of argued for a while this Star Wars is the American myth. This is the thing that we look to in the same way that some other cultures might have a thousand years ago looked at, you know, Thor or, you know, what. Zeus or whatever, uh, you know, other mythologies. Star Wars is our mythology in mm -hmm. in America. Uh, and so it's nice to be connected to that. But like I said, this is not the version of it that I grew up with and that made me fall in love with Star Wars. And so for somebody like me who is, uh, shall we say, Leia Warm on the new Star Wars canon. Come on. I can tell that you you worked on that and you wrote that for a while, hoping that that would land. I you, come on, you wanted to laugh a little, not no. at the joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for somebody like me who is who is uh, you know not as excited about the new stuff, you know it's not all bad. But 
Uh, but I don't love the Disney Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, is it still going to have value in that way? I, I'd like to respond to this one. I, yeah. You mentioned that you like storytelling. Yeah. And this entire immersive land and each of the attractions, the Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance, in terms of storytelling, the storytelling narratives of these attractions are like top-notch, next level, mm-hmm. and especially Rise of the Resistance. I mean, you are on an epic adventure, basically. So I think just your appreciation for storytelling itself requires you to go mm-hmm. and experience this. And, and even just the aesthetic of the land. So again, we were talking about how there's blasters and there's the, the pain of the rust and like the storytelling just the visual storytelling that's going on is something that i think that you'll appreciate whether or not you like the so this is movies or not where and, where some people talk about storytelling others talk about world building and mm-hmm. you're saying that even just the world building aspect of it mm-hmm. is worthwhile yep. i would tell you in this yes there are characters from the new disney star wars in this but this is not those movies This is not specifically those. So if you go in with the mentality of like, I'm going to go experience The Force Awakens or anything like that, that's not the case. They specifically made a point to saying, we're going to put this out somewhere else affected by by the world events in this timeline here, but we're not going to tell that story. This is its own thing. But we're still going to bring characters. Yes, you're still going to get to meet Rey because we have to, you know, make make it an attraction at the same time. Right. I mean, I think they even have, uh, don't don't they have... Shia LaBeouf on the Indiana Jones ride now or something? No. Oh, gosh. Something. They, they, they did something new with it. I, or am I thinking of a different... Oh, it's Pirates. They've got Johnny Depp on the Pirates ride mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. I will also tell you this. Don't fight. Some people will walk in and they have that... You have that uh, so you're nervousness. Take down my cynicism? A little bit. But if you walk into something and you look and you're like, uh, I, I'm afraid of looking stupid in here because I'm getting excited about this or I'm getting involved... Let that go a little bit, okay? Right. Especially in something, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, the lightsaber building experience. Uh If you can swing that. So to speak. I wasn't going for the pun, but if you can, if you can do that attraction or that, that. uh, It's an attraction. Experience. 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 Then uh, you, you should Uh, because, and my experience there was, a little different because I went in there saying, I'm going to, I want this to be something unique and special. I'm going to go ahead and immerse myself so much so that I actually, I had bought a set of Jedi garb there and I put it on. And I thought you weren't allowed to wear costume in there. You, you can wear certain things. You cannot wear the Jedi robe and you cannot wear uh, character specific costumes. But the Jedi, they have the, the under tunic sure. of the Jedi robe that you can wear. So I bought that and a belt and things like that. You can and wear inspired outfits. You just can't wear, and, and they do it on purpose because if there's an adult in a full right. Jedi costume, kids might think that that's so, a, if you want to do an so my, on Disney bounding. So my generic <laughs> yes. my generic Jabba, Jabba uh, slave dancer costume would, would be okay? You should probably be fine with that okay. if you can get that through security. You have no idea how fine I would be with that. Yeah. All right. So, but, so sorry, you were you were getting misty. Go I was. Um, we went in and I kind of planned out the day so that that would be one of the last things we did because I didn't want to carry it around with me all day. Um, but you go in there and the cast members are dedicated to telling the story as well. And if you interact with them on the level of that storytelling, they'll they will join in with you. Um, yeah, when you go to do the lightsaber experience, you don't say, "Hey, I'm here to buy a lightsaber." They'll they will tell you no. Like, what are you talking about? They're 
We don't do that here. It's called you gotta earn it. It's called scrap because they would get in trouble by the first order there if they were caught selling lightsabers. <laughs> and they go out and scour the galaxy for these things. Like there's a whole story narrative to this portion of what you're doing. And so once you once you pay for it and select your scrap, you go in and then they kind of reveal a little bit more. We are guardians of, of, of the story of, of, of the force type thing. So this is basically a rush song. Yeah. This whole thing sure. is a rush song. Sure. Okay, all right. And for some people, that's enough. Also, rest <laughs> exactly. in peace, Neil Pert. Yes, oh. rest in peace, mm-hmm. indeed. Sorry, but no. It. We went in to do to do this thing, and uh, there was me, one of my coworkers, and her husband, and he was also in Jedi garb, but he was his was all black. Mm-hmm. So we're both standing there, and there's pictures of us wearing shorts and Jedi tops, like <laughs> and Disney hats. So it looks. So absolute, you did look stupid. Absolutely, <laughs> you just 100%. weren't afraid. Of that. I don't. I you know I don't care. I, that's, that's the rule of Disneyland is that yeah. you can look as stupid as you want and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'd rather look stupid that way than Socks and Sandals, Dad, Fanny Pack. Sure, thing. sure. But anyway. Um, Socks and Sandals, Jedi, you're fine with. Yeah, totally fine with that. Okay. <laughs> so we get in there and they start getting the experience and there's a storyline and there's a whole narrative to what's happening in there. And there's music playing and the music cues to specific moments in the in the ceremony. And it just, it gets really emotional. And my wife and my sister were with us and they were kind of talking through it. And I, I have never had a stronger desire to turn around and tell my wife to shut up than when she was trying to talk through this experience. <laughs> and I feel terrible. And if she listens to this episode, I'm sorry. Did you do it? No, I did not. Oh, well, then you're fine. No, because I, they were because a lot of what they were talking about was, wow, this is incredible. I'm like, yeah, it's incredible. Stop talking shut about up. it. You're, yeah. you're, Experience you're, it. You're making like you're, you're looking through. You're looking behind the curtain. Stop. Uh but I, you finish the whole, uh, the whole build. Uh, you turn on your lightsabers. Uh, the the whole room is just the glow of lightsabers and everything. It's so cool. And you walk back out, and especially if you do it at night, we did it um, when the sun goes down. You know, you start taking pictures, and it looks like you got a real lightsaber because these ones respond really well to photography. Nice, like, it's great. I don't know. They're if they're heavy that. too. Like it's yeah. not a plastic thing. I mean, this thing has some weight to it, so it feels as legit as you're ever gonna feel holding a lightsaber. And even when you turn it on and off, it's not like you turn it on and off like a flashlight. Like it actually does the extends. Uh, the zoom, yeah, yeah, like the whole the light goes on and off in the same way. And oh, it's so cool. You know, you, Do you remember you, which you of the four factions you or? chose? Um. I did peace and justice. I think it's the same one I did. It's a very uh, Obi Wan Old Republic stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. what I did too. All I right. had to go old school. Yeah, for the first one. My husband did power and control. He mm-hmm. he just went full Sith. Oh man, after my own heart. And there is a kid there that was he was probably eleven, twelve. He was so into it, and he was so into. I mean, he's he's right there with you, Craig. You would have it would have been your lost child. <laughs> and he was going We're not up supposed to, talk about that. to the the stormtroopers, and he was saluting them. And when they were asking him where Ray went, he was pointing her out to them. I mean, it was a whole thing. So when my husband did the full Sith sword. The kid also did cis sword. Uh, at the end of it, he just looks at Adrian, my husband, and just goes, Sith. <laughs> and then holds up his lightsaber and they cross swords. And yeah, it was a moment. But for that kid, I mean, being a kid during this time at Disneyland history is just got to be the most amazing thing. Like they, they don't know what they have, but. I, I asked my kid, kid before we came out here to record. I, you know, I was in the house and before I came out, I said, Soren, I'm going to go make a podcast. And we're talking about Star Wars. He says, oh, and I said, do you like Star Wars? And he says, I did. I don't anymore. 
So I've got some work to do before mm. I take him over. Oh, wait, Kyle, you, have you told the, the cookie story? <laughs> so my three-year-old, Logan, he thinks that Darth Vader's name is Cookie. He calls him Cookie. <laughs> Why? Why does he think this? Where because, did that come from? Because... <laughs> so he just refers to him as Cookie. <laughs> that's awesome. And so the most adorable house, story. Yeah, now at our house, Darth uh, Vader is Cookie. That's hilarious. That's actually his stripper name, believe right. it or not. It is. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, remember like 13 minutes ago when I said we'd better start wrapping up? Uh, if you'd stop interrupting everybody, oh, we could please. do this. If I didn't interrupt you guys, you would never shut up about these these experiences. Everybody tag Craig on Discord and tell him to stop interrupting everybody. Oh my gosh. I, I used to get that a lot with uh, Megan when we first brought Megan on. Let her talk. Uh, well, I interrupt everybody else. Why not her? Anyway. Uh, okay. So I want to give Mandy the last word on um, what you think of galaxy's edge how it fits in with disneyland and your love of it and uh, and then we'll we'll call it there i mean i'm just going to end with a quote from walt disney he said disneyland will never be done as long as there's imagination in the world and this is the culmination of that the culmination like this is the end this is it mm, or you're just saying this, i'm, this I'm is using like, the wrong word okay then. this is the highest example of that what, gotcha. what's the right word you yeah yeah no that makes sense need to help me out here this is the apotheosis of imagination perfect perfect wow <laughs> this is just the next level i mean i i honestly think that harry potter land and universal went immersive with that and i think this is disney's answer to harry potter and they took the things that they did at universal and made it 20 times better 20 times more immersive Disneyland Park is 55 acres and Star Wars Land is, I just looked it up, is 14 acres. So that's a fifth of the size of Disneyland Park, just to give you a sense of the scale of the mm. whole thing. It's worth going to and experiencing. You, we can talk about it all we want, but until you go there, you, you're you not going to know. Well, I'm going there. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll be there March 12th. And so if anybody else happens to find their way to Disneyland that day, shoot me a text, DM me on uh, Twitter or Discord or wherever. Let me know. I'll be happy to interrupt you. Yes, I will interrupt you all day. (laughs) So uh, anyway, thank you to the three of you for selling me on this. It didn't really take much. I was going anyway. Do you like Star Wars? It's all right. Get your ass to Disneyland. Okay. All right. So (laughs) thanks for listening, everybody. Again, patreon.com slash legendarium if you want to support the show and get our asses to disneyland that'll that'll help i suppose um and you know kyle's bought a a droid now ryan's bought a few lightsabers support us on patreon you gotta you gotta backfill these guys bank accounts right so uh anyway thank you again for listening we will see you all next monday for our final burning white episode uh, which gosh we've been discussing lightbringer for like eight months now at least So looking forward to that one wrapping up and uh, I think it's going to be a fun episode. So we'll see you all there. Have a good one. Because you're an idiot. (laughs) I got that. And the show is now open. Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) We always start with insults, so there we go. Uh, Not today. Right. Oh, yeah. Weekend episodes were more polite. Um, Polite. Well, 
lazy, I think is the term you're going for. Politely lazy.